نحن لا نتحدث مع بعضنا البعض نحن ننظر إلى هواتفنا من المسيء أن تقترب من شخص ما وتقدم نفسك من المقبول معاملة شخص ما كنقطة بيانات اسحب لليمين اسحب لليسار أمشي ضمن هذا الواقع الوحيد وأتوق إلى النظر في عيون شخص ما وقول مرحبا Welcome to Foreign Feelings I'm Linnea George, actress and poet. On this podcast, we use the translation process of poems that I have written to discuss gender roles, sexuality, and the experience of feeling foreign. This is not an academic conversation, but a personal one. The voices on this podcast are not experts in literature, science, or art, but we are fully schooled in the experience of our own story. We invite you to bring your experiences and your language to join us in this weird and illuminating translation process. Honestly, our differences make us the same. Oh, Linnea, you should start doing ASMR videos. What's ASMR? You don't know it? No. What? I am so analog. The biggest thing in I YouTube. I am analog. <laughs> I am not digital. ASMR videos. Well, it can oh. be anything. It can yeah. also be crinkling things. Yeah, yeah. Or or talking with soothing voice that you have. Yeah. Oh, because actually, voice. I was getting tingles when you were sending me a voice message. And I was really? Like, uh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but honey, I told you that. You call it my yoga voice. Yeah. Do you think it's, uh, am I talking from my heart? Or is it earth? Or is it fire? Is it metal? Or is it air? I think it would be earthy. You think it's earthy? I would say, because I don't think it's fiery necessarily. No, it's not it's airy not as well. It's not airy? No. I thought it was heart. But I thought uh, I was talking from my heart. Uh, heart was also one thing? Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And and what was one? Metal? Metal. Metal is when you're like, come on, kids. Let's oh. do it now. <laughs> Metal is your outside voice. Okay. Mm. And air is like when you're telling a story. Oh, okay. Okay, kids. Oh, my God. I'm a little bit high-pitched. and Oh, yeah. But it's actually not bad. It's not bad. Okay. No. It's like future, like you guys. Oh. When you're telling someone a dream. Okay. I had this dream today. Oh, okay. And I think Earth is like when you need people to listen to you. Shut up and sit down. Oh, okay. (laughs) We do not talk to each other. We look at our phones. It is offensive to approach someone and introduce yourself. It is acceptable to treat someone as a data point. Swipe right, swipe left. I walk through this lonely reality longing to look into someone's eyes and say, Hello. Okay, um, let's talk about um, just our cultural story. Because I, I don't know, Mariam, I don't know you mm-hmm. yet. Um, what is your story about how you identify who you are based on your language and where you live and and, <clears throat> and how you think? Mm, it's not easy to answer the question but mm. i think that um the culture is combination of family and community i think mm. and um for example i grew up in tehran mm. and uh, it's uh, i think that i have kind of two or more cultures because when I live in uh, tehran it's um, different from other cities the culture too 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe. What's the community like in Tehran? Oh, it's really different, the community in Tehran, because uh, so many people uh, come from other cities to Tehran to find a job or to study there, mm. because the, um, we have many possibilities in Tehran than other cities. It's a big city and too many people there and students and other people to find a job there. And yeah. Yeah. Yes, uh, it's a big city and I come from this city and... Uh, when I uh, compare myself um, in Bremen and in Tehran, it's a, it's a difference. And I, I uh, live in Tehran with other lifestyle and here mm. is other lifestyle. And sometimes I feel like it's the same. I'm suspended between the Iran and um, Germany. But uh, here I'm really mm, restricted to un- other stuffs, for example, just to work yeah. and... Or just study and finish and go to uh, sleep and nothing do that. Mm. I have friends here too, but uh, I'm activist for politics too. And when I uh, decided to be to stay here in Germany, mm. and I have to, I don't know, maybe take truth. <laughs> what does your political activism look like right now? Uh, yeah, I'm activist for um, for um, the people who was a refugee from Afghanistan and Iran too, and uh, I'm gonna to organize the people, and if they need some help, how to how can we stay here, and some yeah like mm. that, mm-hmm. and we make a demonstration or well. Um, were you also politically active in Iran, or is that something that you found once you moved to Germany? Uh, yeah, I was uh, active in Tehran too, but not too deeply l- like now. Mm. I wouldn't think you can as well. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but mm. um, I really, I really interested in this uh, field to be there. I'm studied. Science, computer science, but the other side of life I wanted just to experience. It, it makes me happy to help others. To help others, yeah. yeah. That's yes. cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, but could you actually organize demonstrations in, in Tehran? No, it's uh, forbidden. Yeah, this is what I <laughs> thought. Like, yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing your story. You're <laughs> um, Mariam. Yes. Would you like to tell us your cultural story? Okay, um, I could try. So I was born in Syria, uh, in Latakia, a city on the seaside. Mm. Um, My memory is that it's full of relaxed people lying down in the sun. (laughs) In the summer break, my parents would rent a bungalow Mm. where we would actually kind of even live in. And then in between their shifts at the clinics, they would come for lunch and sleep at the end in the bungalow. So <laughs> those are the nice memories that I keep in my brain. That's beautiful. Yes. Do you mm. have then a connection to the to water, to the ocean? Of course. I mean, mm. I have a problem. I cannot swim here at all. It's very cold for me. Mm. But, uh, of course, I, I love the water. Mm. 
Yeah. So this is where I grew up. Mm. Then I lived a year or two in Damascus. I don't remember. Mm. Then I came to Bremen, where I also became less active, by the way. Uh, less socially yes. active. Yeah. I mean, until I finally uh, established a nice group of friends and mm. um, felt at home here. Okay. Mm. Thank you. Sure. Hannah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess I identify myself as a Finnish person, but also more like an... Yeah, of course, there are a lot of influences from Germany as well and from mm -hmm. other cultures. So I wouldn't say that I'm a typical Finnish person. Mm. Definitely not. So I don't know what I am. Some kind mm. of a... A human hybrid. you are. <laughs> yes, I'm a human <laughs> with a lot of influences from different places. Um, yeah, Germany has shaped me a lot. Mm. Through the friends, of course, the great How friends. How long have you lived in Germany? Uh, soon to be eight years. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I just come back to what you said, Mariam, that mm -hmm. um, culture for you is family and community. So maybe, I don't know, what does that mean to you? Oh family God. and community. Yeah, that's also a tough <laughs> question. <I guess. laughs> it's, um, yeah, I didn't have the support that I would have needed through my family uh, for my family mm. and also then um, so to say in the community like in school I was bullied for almost nine years mm. so I felt very excluded and um, mm. very much alone mm. so that's why that's um, also one of the reasons why I left the country I would say um, also my friends were very scattered I mean I'm, I had quite a lot of friends but um To open up truly to my friends, I think that was something really, really difficult to me. And that was only possible here in Germany. Yksinäinen puhelinmaailma. Me emme puhu toisillemme. Me katsomme puhelimiamme. On loukkaavaa lähestyä jotakuta ja etsitellä itsesi. On hyväksyttävä kohdella jotakuta kuin tietopistettä. Pyyhkäistä oikealle, pyyhkäistä vasemmalle. Kävelen tämän yksinäisen todellisuuden läpi, kaipaan katsojatakuta silmiin ja sanoa hei. Mm. I love um, starting with the questions of translation, just simple technical translations of the poem. I was thinking about the word offensive. It was offensive, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So... Um, that it's mm. hurtful or is it like more like this attacky way that it's kind of that you're attacking someone or yeah so this is what I was wondering is there a direct translation for offensive in Finnish yeah there, I mean it would be hurtful mm -hmm. do people get offended in Finland yeah. <laughs> that's a very good yes, question they <laughs> constantly I, 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 I hear there are There aren't so many people, so maybe no. they don't get offended so often. <laughs> not there's so not because as many to the population is very small. Yes. So there's less so many. chance yeah. to get offended. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> because if you always keep a 200 meter distance to your neighbor, yeah. <laughs> you offend each you don't other. Come to these discussions. No. <laughs> so I'm I'm just fascinated. Do people get like? Do people get offended? Sure. <laughs> But I think people are in general maybe a little bit easygoing than in. Germany. Easy <laughs> uh, going away. <laughs> <laughs> yes, easy. 
leaving, leaving going, your place. Leaving away. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. So, so you chose, what What word did you choose then? Yeah, it was a hurtful one. Hurtful. It is hurtful. hurtful. Yeah. It is hurtful to approach someone. Yeah. I don't know if I agree with that translation. Okay. Then I should have said, like, offend, like, really, like, which is really, like, attacking someone. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would yeah. be, like, attacking. Yeah. Like, really. Yeah. What's the word? Hyökkäävä. Hyökkäävä. Yeah. Hyökkäävä mm-hmm. is like an attack. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because I think that's what I was meaning. Like if someone yeah. approaches you, yeah. a stranger, to yeah. like get your information, are you wow. single? You're beautiful. So wow, you're it attacking me. It seems like it would be an attack now, yeah? yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay. A bit. Or... It would yeah. not be hurtful. I'd be a little bit like, <laughs> yeah, thanks, <laughs> but no thanks. Mm-hmm. No, I don't just know. Um, so you if, you, if you walk uh, in the streets in Syria, so many people will approach you and tell you you're pretty. I'm going to Syria okay, tomorrow. Yeah. You should, yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm. What about the word offended in Persian? How did you translate that? Uh, azar, it means. Azar dodan. Does it that really sounds offensive? Offensive? Does it mean to to (laughs) does it mean to cause resent and anger and uh huh? Okay. What other words uh, or what other phrases? Um, I I I wanted to say that while I was translating, Mm -hmm. uh, I think the word uh, I long. You said mm-hmm. at the end, I long, mm-hmm. and then I translated to Arabic, and I really loved the word. I forgot that it existed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is the word? Atuk. Atuk is longing. Atuk. Yes, uh, and it's very nice. Atuk. It's like short, but so much atuk. feelings in it. I love longing. that longing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A Can longing. Atuk. Atuk. Mm. Where does longing live in your bodies? Uh-huh. Like when you atok, where does atok live in your body? I think Ooh. it's somewhere here in the chest area. In the chest too. Yeah, yeah, I feel it in my chest. Yeah. Yeah. There yeah. is almost like a pressure in my like, chest when mm. I'm really longing somewhere. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm. رفتن به سوی کسی و خود را معرفی کردن توهینآمیز میآید اینکه با هم همانند داده ها رفتار کنیم قابل قبول میآید انگشتهایمان بر روی صفحه به راست و چپ کشیده می شود از میان این واقعیت غریب میگذرم دلتنگ آنم که به چشمهای کسی نگاه کنم و بگویم سلام so the poem was uh... Inspired by a talk I heard on a podcast called Sounds Like a Cult. And it's a award-winning podcast that talks about how everyday things that we do also have cult f- mm, ingredients in it. And by cult, I mean like um, a hurtful religion. Mm. Ah, okay. And a um, this was about the cult of online dating, and they were talking about how, um, especially with COVID, uh, that it has become now much more socially acceptable to use actual humans 
because that's how these algorithms work on these dating apps, mm -hmm. use humans as data points. Mm -hmm. um, so um, you don't really, in, in order to find the person that is a good find, for a good match, you have to kind of like people that you don't necessarily like, but just to kind of point the algorithm in the way that you want that it mm. to go. Oh, yeah. Mm. And so they were discussing kind of how inhumane that is. It is. To use another person as a data point. Mm. Um, and then they were also discussing um, what I said in the poem about how um, it is more acceptable to use these people as data points instead of when you're at the grocery store or when you're taking a walk or when you're at the gym or when you're living your life, if you see someone that you want to be friends with or if you're attracted to, mm -hmm. to actually go up to them and say, hi, my name's Linnea, it would be um, offensive. I think the word is what I, I would use. I don't know if it's offensive. offensive. I think people then would assume that you are a creep because you yes. opened up that far and you're not scared of creeps, so you might be a creep. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that, I think a creep is a great word. Yeah. That, that you're weird somehow. That you're weird and you're creepy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, guys do it often. Guys ha had to learn that somehow and practice it to, yeah. co to go to, to, you know... Mm maybe to women and ask them out. Yeah. Well, I want to talk a little bit about this cultural <sighs> reference that you made, that if I go to Syria, that would happen all the <laughs> oh time. Oh, my God. No, I think this might be a European or a U.S. American thing, like like this not talking, not approaching someone mm. and, and making that initial mm, contact. Mm, mm. Tell me more. Yeah, the only time <laughs> where there, there was a street where I did not hear any sentences like this is when I visited my sister in Damascus and um, saw her dressing up to leave. And I said, May, are you crazy? Are you going out like this? And she said, Mariam, it doesn't matter. It's a gay street. Oh. And um, that street was really cool. I loved it. Like, it was a very fashionable, cool street. But once you leave it, like, seriously, every guy... Mm. will tell you something every guy mm -hmm. if he's raised well he will say something cute but maybe you didn't want to hear it if he's <laughs> not raised well he will say something or about give the number the number call me <laughs> uh, yeah yeah the, the number i guess also it's possible it mm. is it is possible and more like if you're sitting in a cafe oh yeah yeah but yeah actually once a guy stopped me i was walking in the street he stopped his car similar to my age, and he just approached me and said, hi, I, I was just thinking, mm -hmm. like, um, I liked you, and I thought maybe uh, we can have a coffee together, and then he gave me his number. But the mm -hmm. first thing I thought of, probably he does it 20,000 times a day. Exactly. Yeah. This is what I would think immediately, yeah, too. Yeah, exactly. And to be honest, since it happens so often, it's mm -hmm. not special at all, you know? Yeah. Well, what do you, as... I don't know. Is anyone else single at this table, or you all yeah. have? Okay, so I'm I'm the only single. Let's all go into our minds mm. and pretend we're all single. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what would you prefer? Would you prefer to use your phone 
as a way to connect with someone? Or would you prefer this kind of onslaught of of attention and um, personal uh, introductions? Attention. <laughs> yeah? yeah. I don't know. I, I think it's kind of the extremes of both. I think they're polar opposites. I think one is too much and one is too little. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would definitely choose the human experience, like the real experience rather. Yeah. But of course, in between, there must be some. Yeah, but if the same happens, but with a context, with a nice story. Yeah. Like then it's courageous that the guy came to you and asked you Ask out. You, yeah. 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 I yeah. don't know. Yeah. It, it happens also uh, online, you know. Sometimes you get those messages. I was on, just going to say yeah, that. Yeah. The same so, thing happens online. Yeah. Just copy-paste it to 100 people. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe somebody yeah. will answer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, true. I have to tell you this story. I was working <laughs> one, one day in a place. I'm not going to mention it, the, the name. And um, one guy who was working there, wrote the same message to four female colleagues. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love you so much. I can't think of, stop thinking about you. I would love us oh, to wow. go. Yeah, yeah. This really. was in a work situation. Yes. And then they discovered it accidentally while they're taking, like changing to, to, to leave work, uh, maybe not even in the same day mm. that he sent sent the same message to all of them. But the result is really funny because one of them went out with him. And they're together since years. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sent to four or five yeah. women and one and four. And they were next okay, to her. Not bad. <laughs> it's a good strategy. <laughs> I mean, but seriously. In <laughs> well, in a way, he was sending data points out. Yes. <laughs> it's just like statistically speaking. Yeah. The more times I do this, the higher the, yeah. probability yeah. it has to work. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but I mean. I mean, it's idiotic to do it, to, for example, to four friends or four colleagues. Mm. They will tell each other at a point. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it didn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you guys translated the poem, um, what feelings came up or memories or stories? Yeah. If I may start, I mean... Um, Please do. Yeah. I mean, in my personal life, I've notice that it bothers me a lot when people are um yeah not really focused in the real experience or not really there and there um even in important moments looking at their phones mm. and of course i'm you know guilty of that mm -hmm. sometimes myself um and i think it's gotten worse maybe um in the past years um, I'm trying to get better at it. Mm. Um, I think it's so easy to, yeah, for that to happen. However, um, yeah, it has uh, caused a lot of pain, I guess, to, mm. I don't know, to, to, to feel not heard or not noticed, not seen because of a stupid phone. Ah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Or a, or a screen. Mm. Yeah, I, I I hear you. I yeah. also have this issue sometimes at home where I mm. feel it's nicer to sit together, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, 
then the phone is there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really just a bad habit. We talked about it. And for example, in our lunch today, I mm. put our phones in my bag. Mm -hmm. Just on purpose that we, we don't look at them at all. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I hear you. It's... Uh, I also at the beginning was very hurt so often, but then I thought maybe it's just a bad habit. Maybe we yeah. should just look at it this way. I think definitely it's a bad habit, and mm -hmm. I think it's it, it's it is unlearnable. I no wait, what is the word? Like it it is you can you, unlearn you are, it. Yeah. yeah, you can unlearn it mm. definitely if you want to. Mm. The question is, do you want to or do you have the willpower? You know, like what is more? What do you prioritize? Mm. And I it's horrible if you I disagree the with you. I don't think it's unlearnable. I I have you guys seen this really? Netflix documentary called The Social Dilemma? Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um okay, so you've seen it. Yeah. And so yeah. you know, so these are um the programmers, the original programmers of a lot of social media. Mm -hmm. Um they talk about how the algorithms are so um addictive mm -hmm. that they themselves don't mm -hmm. have control over their own bodies when mm. they're using their phone mm. and they talk sometimes about um how to get rid of it but mm. i honestly think that the only way to get rid of or the only way to stop the the addictive nature of a smartphone is to not have a smartphone uh, yeah. is or, to go back a, to a split yeah. a flip phone yeah. or have have a broken one Mm. I, I had a very bad one for years. <laughs> Seriously, I yeah. can leave my phone for two weeks. I don't care. That's Because good. it didn't That's work. So I was fighting with my boyfriend so often. He wanted me to buy a new one because he can't reach me. Mm. And I did not want to for a long time. And then at a point, I finally found the best argument. Like, look at me. I'm never scrolling. Look at you. Mm. <laughs> Better to have a broken phone. It's so addictive. Okay, now I have a new one and I noticed that I really want to use it more often. So that's why today we started this. Mm. I don't want to learn this habit, mm. you know, to, to put it in the back if you're doing something or leave it at home. If you're going for a walk, leave it at home. Yeah, it's difficult to broken handy because you have to connect it with you. No, for you example, uh, my experience is that... I have to have it because I want to just to connect with my family in Iran, especially mm. with my mother. Mm. And mm. when I, she called me or when I didn't reach me, it's... So um, for me, we, we call each other, um, we can call each other using the laptop as well. Uh -huh. And I don't want to have to call anyone uh, mm. unless I decide to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And also, of course, if there is an urgent matter, we, we always find a way to, mm -hmm. to reach mm -hmm. each other. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've seen an interesting um, phenomenon. So right now at age 10 is the time when most German children get phones, get smartphones. And so I'm in this really beautiful position right now where I can see uh, my daughter and her friends mm -hmm. um, have this transition into the smartphone world. And I don't like it. It's mm -hmm. not pretty. You know, the, the last seven years that I've been here, I've seen how her and her friends are available and present with each other when they play. And I noticed the last time Both of her friends, so my daughter does not have a smartphone yet, but we're working on getting one for her. Um, 
but I had noticed the last two times she was with her friends how they checked their phone while she was standing there. And I just am, am interested to observe this. What does my daughter do when someone of her friend is now not with her in this moment physically and mentally but but somewhere else my daughter then has to disconnect from her friend from the moment look somewhere else give her friend space to do whatever she's doing on the phone and then connect again so it's a really this mental uh uh out and in of of being present with someone and then being not present with someone. That is such an interesting... And I find it really interesting to watch. Super interesting because I know exactly what you're talking about now when you're saying... If this, you know, um, when I'm talking with somebody and then they're taking out their phone and, oh, just a second, just a second. And then you have that moment and then you're... Then you almost kind of start feeling bad in a way. <laughs> oh, no. And then they're coming, sorry, sorry, sorry. And then you're like, yeah, no problem. But in a way, it's yeah, it's exactly this cut-off connection. And then like, okay, it's now we have to kind of build, build that again. In the darkness, stepping forward, where do I go now? Where do I go now? In the darkness, stepping forward, where do I go? this uh, happened recently that my daughter was on her way to school she has about a 15 minute bike ride and she got a flat tire Mm. Um, so she said that this is why she needs a phone phone now Mm. and what happened was is a friend of hers father took her to home and housed her and then called me and it was an interesting moment for me because I said well actually before the phones we needed each other like we like strangers helping strangers yeah connecting to your community was something that we had no Mm. no choice but to do and so when everyone has a phone they're not needy they don't need really other people Mm. yeah there is um apparently this thing called toxic independency and i think um interesting i've never heard that term um that you i um how i've understood it is that um how well you don't have to ask for you can't ask for help and you have to deal with everything alone and I think um, I have been like this most of my life because I had the feeling that I have to and that there is so to say of course there would have been 
somebody there in extreme situations, but um, that mm. I, I I didn't have this trust mm. towards other people that anybody would want to help me or mm. would help me without me really asking. And even if I was asking, the help was not coming. So therefore, I started to be very independent and um, it may be in this even toxic way. Mm. And now in the past times, I've only learned to depend on other people or, you know, really like let myself fall and just, mm. hey, somebody catch me. <laughs> um, yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah. Like discovery. If you could give all the refugees that you worked with a smartphone <laughs> and just be like, here, help yourself. Oh. Would that be enough? No. Of course, course not. not. Yeah, of course not. Mm. Yeah, they need maybe somehow support without mm, phone or yeah me media. They need just people to talk and talk with other and mm. sympathy. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah, that's what I want when I go outside. Mm. I want a hug. I yeah. want sympathy. Oh, <laughs> I want to so go to my gym and be like, you tall muscle man, hug me. <laughs> <laughs> go there. Go ahead. Do it. Do it and tell him this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it might work. It might, might work. <laughs> Maybe the fourth or fifth guy next to him. <laughs> Do if, it. If you, wear, if you wear a t-shirt, free hugs. The podcast is produced, directed, and edited by myself, Linnea George. I wrote the poems discussed on the podcast, and I wrote the music. The theme song is arranged for piano and improvised beautifully by Ellen Atwood of Ellen Atwood Music. Foreign feelings. Remember, you're not alone. Hi, loves. Linnea here. When I'm on stage and I'm acting, I'm learning someone else's words. In this podcast, these are my words and these are my feelings. And I'm living in a country where I don't feel 100% safe being so vulnerable and open. It would help me so much if you could text a friend right now that you think would enjoy this podcast and help me get the word out please like share comment rate the podcast and help see the podcast grow into something that really enables a deeper and more meaningful conversation all over the world let's start being honest about how we don't belong and in our not belonging, we belong to each other.